Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hello and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have Lindsay Holden, the CEO of Long Game, a company that won best of show at Finnovate Fall in New York. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So obviously, we've done a couple of these episodes over the past few weeks. You should all know at this point, these videos are available at Finnovate.com. I would encourage you to go and check out Long Game's video and see what they're all about there. But Lindsay, for our purposes today, for anybody who hasn't seen that video, can you give us just a quick overview of what Long Game is all about? Absolutely. So um, Long Game is a mobile game. It's an app um, and it sits on top of your bank account and rewards customers for learning about financial literacy and for positive financial behaviors like saving. And so for banks, that's, um, you know, what we're doing there is we are helping them have a branded experience. that's super fun for customers. They can acquire new customers with us um, and also increase their customer LTV through promoting their products, increasing savings, increasing direct depositing. Um, and for consumers, which is what we really love to think about, is um, we're building an app that helps you set savings goals and get rewards for saving and financial literacy. And the way we do that is through high production mini mobile games where you can win cash. Um, so in Long Game, you can win cash and crypto. We use prize link savings as a behavioral economics mechanism, and it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I remember the first time I saw it when we were doing a coaching call, we both kind of got sucked into actual the gameplay of the games itself while on that call, which was amusing. And I think, you know, again, if there's ever a solution that would do well on the Finnovate stage, it's this kind of solution, seeing it is believing. But let's let's start with what I hope is not a controversial statement. Banks struggle to engage with young people, whether they're trying to acquire them as customers or teach them basic financial literacy. Why do you think this is such a difficult area for banks? I mean, they know there's a problem, but it still seems like a really difficult one for them to jump in and fix. Um, yeah, well, I'll start by saying, um, you know, banks are well-established institutions that have well-reasoned ways of doing things. And, I, and so I think part of it is just structural. Um, banks are, you know, in a highly regulated environment, they care a lot about security and this, some of that can be adverse to innovation. And so, um, a lot of like, of a lot of what we do is, is product innovation. And I think that's, that's not in their DNA. Um, and so, you know, they don't really have the tools yet, um, or know how to build consumer products that, you know, millennial and Gen Z, which is where we focus are, are used to. And, What's I think cool about where we are right now is uh, they 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 are starting to change their opinions here. I mean, banks have a lot of resources. I think they can make a really enjoyable digital product that drives results. Um, and I would think about it in three buckets. One of them is uh, digital. Uh, as you guys know, the digital experience is something super important now. Um, it should should be mobile first. Uh, should have wonderful UX branding um, design, and so that's that's something I think banks are are actually getting quite good at. A lot of banks are moving digital since uh, the pandemic started. And the next thing uh, is really about consumer tools and helping to educate consumers about what's available to them and and um, getting giving them access and education to what's good. Uh, I think this is something that banks are starting to move towards and something that we would you know like to help them do that. And, and lastly, I think one thing they can do to you know get better at at engaging with their consumers is is loyalty programs. You know, millennials and Gen Z 
We have a lot of loyalty programs uh, these days. If you think about kind of the biggest brands, uh, you know, Sephora, Starbucks, Sweet Greens. And um, I think that it's it's going to be really big in banking. I mean, loyalty programs help you to deepen that consumer relationship, increase the the customer lifetime value, and really um, reward them for the actions that you want to see them do. And so that's that's something that Long Game does. But um, I think you'll see other iterations of that as well. Yeah, and I mean, certainly when you kind of put it in those terms, you see what the bank has to gain from doing a better job of this, right? Increased loyalty, long lifetime value of a customer, obviously, um, or things which banks want. They know they want this. And so I think you're right. I think there will be additional iterations of this kind of technology. You know, let, let's talk about it from the other standpoint, though, because you know, one of the pieces you mentioned early on was that you really look at these customers themselves, the millennials and the in the Gen Z folks who are in a position where they need a lot of help. Um, where do you see the areas that they really need the most help? I mean, really, it comes down to financial literacy, um, understanding how to build wealth over time, how to make a plan. Um, and and this is something I think many generations have struggled with, uh, but more acutely nowadays. And I think part of that is macroeconomics and part of it is uh, cultural. Like we are, as a generation, um, you know, more risk-taking, more tech savvy, passionate, and 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 we are part of this kind of get rich quick generation that grew up with you know Mark Zuckerberg and <laughs> crypto and Reddit bets. Um, and so I think you know I'm I'm definitely I definitely really deeply understand that on a personal level. Um, also, of course, as we learn about our consumers, but you know most of us don't have good financial education in high school or or in school and we we don't have you know this knowledge of how we're supposed to build wealth over time and it's something we kind of learn the hard way and and so i i would say that's where that's where we need the most help is like how do we build both a, a really secure long-term financial strategy that that meets our needs now and in the future and then also i mean like participate in kind of the 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 innovation and and you know crypto and all these things that are that are really fun and provide some upside for us as well. Yeah, well, certainly I think you kind of highlighted some of the pitfalls there. If we don't educate young people, then they are going to go to places like Reddit for financial advice and, you know, do things like invest in AMC stock because it's fun to do that. And and I'm not saying you, you should never gamble in that way. If you want to, I think that's fun. But at, you all, at the same time, you need to recognize that this is not a path to long-term financial stability. And there are certain tried and true methods, which really are, which pe people don't know about. And it might not be just this generation. I think historically, we haven't done a great job of teaching young people how to take advantage of the financial system, at least for most of the people who are kind of on the outside looking in. Um, and now we're in a moment where we can actually do more. We have the ability to train people. We have the ability to expose people to these ideas, which have been around for a long time, but which still a lot of people don't know about. And, and we can use technology to do that. So let's talk specifically now about long game and, and how you guys address some of those areas where banks have fallen short. You've kind of given a little bit of a teaser here in a couple of different areas, but um, what do you say is, are the big pieces where you really are proud of how long game addresses these problems? Yeah, so long so long game is um, you know, we, I think first we just really understand this demographic and want to build a product that resonates. Part of what, you know, long game's fundamental idea is we are a prize link savings app. Um and so what that means is, you know, you are saving money in a savings account. Some, you know, it's very secure and no money is ever at risk. Um but by doing that, you're getting access to a large prize. So long game today, you can win a um, million dollars, you can win Bitcoin, you can win Ethereum. Um, and so what we're doing is we're taking that 
uh, kind of get rich quick mentality and trying to re- redirect some of the money that might go into, you know, buying lotto tickets or saving for, you know, or like those type of risky assets and putting it into a, a simple savings account where customers are, you know, getting that little nest egg that if, if something happens in, you know, in, in life, they, they actually can, you know, meet, meet those financial shocks. Um, so that's, that's fundamentally what we're doing. Um, the other, the other way, I mean, for banks, particularly what we're doing is building a really engaging tool for them to educate their customers. Um, financial literacy is a huge part of long game. People do get rewards for, um, for learning uh, about financial literacy, all different areas. And then also we help them basically like be in front of their customer daily and, and, and reward behaviors like direct depositing, like saving streaks, like um, building, building wealth over time. Yeah. And I think this is an interesting point. And we're going to have a little bit of a transition here because obviously the value of it comes from being able to understand these new, these tools that you have at your disposal and how to build wealth. And it obviously encourages the right kind of behavior through loyalty, through rewards, which is excellent. But let's talk about the games themselves because this is a really crucial piece. You know, I, I get the sense that you enjoy these kind of mindless mobile games as much as I do. And Long Game is full of them. There's a huge number of different types of games that you can play. Um, where did you look for inspiration when you were building out the actual games that are inside long game that you use to create these moments where you can reward people and kind of keep them coming back? Yeah, I mean, yes, you are correct. Uh, part, the secret sauce of long game is all in the gaming. Um, and so uh, we we think a lot about what's working out there. What are people loving? What are games that people love? How do we bring those game din- dynamics into long game? Um, we have, you know, a really talented team that's looking out uh, across gaming and seeing, you know, what mechanisms we can use to drive financial outcomes for consumers. So yeah, the, the games, uh, we have, you know, match three games, we have slots, we have, uh, we just launched a fruit slicer game. That's a lot of fun. Um, so there's, uh, 50 games in long game today and, um, all of them, you can win cash or crypto. Some of them feel more skill-based. Some of them feel like more of a game of chance, um, like a social casino game you would play. Um, but all of them are driving positive financial outcomes rather than uh, wasting money. Sure. Yeah. And I think that that addiction piece is one of the most interesting ones as well. You know, there's been a lot of studies about how games are able to use you know, pretty graphics and flashing lights and confetti bursts to release endorphins in the human brain and how this keeps you coming back. You want that experience. You get those endorphins and you think, okay, that was fun. I'm going to go play Candy Crush again or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and if you're able to use that to keep uh, people coming back in a, a more productive sense, I think that's really positive. Now, question I didn't prepare you for, what's the best mobile game right now? What's, what is one you're addicted to? <laughs> um, the Well, one I'm addicted to uh, is the New York Times mini crossword. I think I'm on like a two over two year streak right now playing <laughs> that every day. Um, pretty, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I get really, uh, you know, we share games around, around our Slack or around our company. Um, and, uh, I, I, there's some that have surprised me that I just get into, uh, there's this game. I don't know if it's on iOS it's on Android cause he's, I'm an Android user, but, um, is a uh, globe brick breaker. It's really simple me- mechanism, but the levels just get harder and harder and you, and you, you actually get quite good at it. Um, and so I've been really enjoying that game for probably too long. I'm like really impressed by my retention. I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I we, love the brick breaker games. 
You do? Oh, cool. Yeah, they're yeah, they're fun. I, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun stuff. Match three is obviously. I like the puzzle games. So um, there's yeah. like a couple of numbers games I like. I'm you know down to play some Sudoku from time to time. But like, yeah. No, I will say I'll, I'll do a little share. My wife and I have been known to throw down on Sudoku like the daily puzzle where you use the same puzzle across the app, and so you can just see like who can solve it faster. And I will say it gets fairly heated in our house there's sometimes <laughs> these are very high stakes speed sudoku matches that generally take you know six to seven minutes and so um you know bragging rights and all that on at stake um well and, and i think you know again it's clear that you care about games it's clear that you play games and also understand the mechanics for what keeps people coming back which is uh, really interesting now um before we end i want to kind of come back to the more serious side Let, let's end this episode by kind of painting a rosy picture what does the future look like if young people are more educated about finance and have built better financial habits? I think we can talk about it both from kind of a banking perspective and then also from a broader social perspective, just to help understand why this is such a big deal. I mean, you know, money is is just a, a means to an end, right? I mean, I think that that's, that's the thing that people kind of forget is money just means freedom. I think having it on track lets us be free to do the things that we love in life, you know, show up for family, travel, creative pursuits, those kind of things. And so I think what millennials and Gen Z specifically really want from money is, is freedom. Um, and so, you know, the, the better that the better tools we can provide to people to educate them and drive the correct behaviors or, you know, long-term behaviors with their finances, the more of that, that we get, the more freedom and kind of happiness we get in society. So, um, I think that's a, a rosy picture, but I think generally with banking, you know, I think the industry is going in a really great direction. You know, we have an opportunity now with digital tools to really put the consumer in the forefront of what banking is building. And so I think there's a lot that's happening now, but that is going to be happening around education, personalization, um, rewards for the, you know, better, better financial behaviors. And I think that benefits both the consumer and also, um, of course, the banks over time. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we're at an age right now that's very exciting because there's so many new pieces of technology and we're starting to figure out how we can apply them towards something that's going to be really productive. And certainly there are a lot of benefits to consumers and to the financial institutions who engage them. I think there is obviously some pressure too on those financial institutions to continue to do better and to do more because there are going to be more and more competition or sorry, competing organizations for those same customers. And I, I think it's something that, you know, it's really exciting to be in this part to see how it's all going to shake out. Um, well, again, the company is called Long Game. I've been talking with Lindsay Holden, their CEO. Check out the demo video at finnovate.com. Learn more about them for yourself. And Lindsay, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thanks a lot. The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening.